0: This Gospel today feels like it's a little bit uh, of of training for the season of Lent as it's building our endurance to hear longer and longer passages. Uh, Before long, we'll be at Palm Sunday, and you'll remember why I said we're building endurance for long Gospels. Um, It is, of course, the season of Lent. Um, that word we use in English for Lent is thought to come from the Old English. A similar word, Lente, it's a similar word in Dutch and German. Um, it has to do with the lengthening of days, with um, daylight making the days a little longer um, as spring comes. Um, certainly in this hemisphere, we, uh, we await the coming of spring, the melting of ice and slush. <laughs> Um, Maybe we await uh, the blooming of certain flowers or trees that remind us that spring is upon us. Um, As for myself, um, I know that I and a number of people in Yorkville await um, the return of the drinking fountains in Carl Schurz Park if you know those water fountains uh, the top part is for humans to lean over and get a swig of water but there's a wonderful invention at the bottom that's a particular basin there for dogs to drink out of and so between the dog water fountains and the access to water in the dog park uh, during the winter when it's turned off so that the pipes won't freeze um, dog owners and dog walkers miss it because it means we have to go with carrying water bottles and so there are thirsty dogs and thirsty people in the park uh, for a few more days anyway. I thought of my missing those drinking fountains as I uh, think about all the issues around water in our world. Um, This week, um, the 22nd, I believe that's Wednesday, it marks the United Nations World Water Day. And it coincides with uh, Trinity Church's Trinity Institute downtown on Wall Street, where this year's conference is about water and water issues, water justice. Some scholars and uh, military experts point to the problems in Syria as, yes, they have to do with politics, but really at the base they have to do with water. Um, strategists suggest that in the years to come, wars will be fought uh, for a variety of reasons. But if you look beyond all the reasons, water is often at the basis of it. Um, Mexico City, with its um, 8 million people or so, or is that, it's more than that, I believe, right, in the city. But um, it's, it's built on what used to be a lake, And so the city is kind of sinking, which causes all sorts of problems, a little like New Orleans in in our country. When a storm comes, it it makes water go everywhere, but it also damages and contaminates the other water. So there is an enormous number of people who are really looking and worrying, where will water come from? Um, All those issues sort of dance around today's gospel, I think, as we we hear this Samaritan woman say to Jesus, Jesus. Give me living water. Uh, Jesus begins the conversation by asking her for water and it, it provokes a little bit of shock among his disciples and so um, um, imagining the very human Jesus I wonder if it didn't look a little bit like he and the woman were flirting at the well uh, that makes it a, a very real story I think in a way they're kind of toying with each other verbally um, as she says well where's your bucket if you're going to give water you know, give me living water and I don't have to worry about coming back to this well. And then he takes the conversation to a whole other level. Of course, in the Old Testament scripture, we hear about the people of Israel wandering in the wilderness, and they're thirsty. Um, they're, they're thirsty for uh, for water, literally, uh, but you get the sense they're thirsting for um, spiritual water, for their their desires to be quenched. Um, They're losing their hope. They're losing their hope in Moses, their leader. They're losing their hope in God. Did God really bring them out of slavery to let them die in a desert? Or is God still with them in some way? And is God still leading them forward? And so the people begin to complain to Moses. And it's that, that complaining, um, that complaining for um, a confused faith, for a scared faith, for a, a real human faith, um, that God then answers um, The psalm of the day echoes that same process where, as human beings, we we get scared, we get worried, and so it's natural, like little kids, to to worry out loud, to to cry to God um, for results, uh, for action, for presence. And so God comes to God's people through Moses as Moses enacts this miracle of striking the the rock and out water comes. Um, Water comes in a quick and sure way there to quench the thirst. but through the rest of that story, we hear how God begins to quench the deeper thirst of the people. God, God helps Moses by giving Moses some other leaders. God helps the people by giving them a deeper sense of where they're going and what God is doing with them. And eventually, of course, they gain the, the promise, the promised land itself. A lot is going on in today's gospel. Um, Yes, the woman finds living water. Um, Jesus also is refreshed in a new sense as his own mission expands. Uh, So much of the gospels show us that Jesus seems to have felt his calling was to work within Judaism. You know, he says to the woman, salvation comes from the Jews. Um, In other words, a little like the woman who, who begs Jesus for scraps from the table Um, Jesus seems to suggest to this woman that you know I'm not here for you I'm here for faithful Jews not for outsiders Uh, she's a Samaritan she's a foreigner she worships the Canaanite God that's what all that talk is about you worship on this mountain as opposed to that mountain but then Jesus begins to, um, to understand his own calling as being larger and wider and deeper than perhaps he imagined. Um, and in so doing, this woman becomes a part of his vision, a part of all those who are invited to know God in this new way embodied through Jesus the Christ. So where does that leave us in the 21st century? Um, people who get thirsty, we get thirsty in a literal way, Um, people who thirst for so much spiritually, um, emotionally, psychologically, Christ stands at the well, the well figurative and literal, inviting us to come. We, we, we step toward him in baptism, and in holy baptism, we're, we're given a sense of the promise to come. But through prayer, through holy action, through Christian community, we step again and again and again into the presence of Christ, um, who fills our needs, who quenches our thirsts. I was in a seminary chapel the other week, and in place of their baptismal font, they had filled it with sand and dry twigs. Um, It was an effective image that uh, this season of Lent reminds us of of moving towards uh, the water, towards the living water, towards the water of baptisms at Easter, towards the water that reminds us of everlasting life. So we pray, we come to church, we participate in the sacraments um, to receive our quenching of all the thirst um, at the surface level and deeper on. But I think also we're asked to hear this cry of the woman in the gospel, give me this living water. And in hearing her, we hear the cries of people all around the world, "Uh, give us water, is it so much to ask? There are things we can do um, right here. Uh, the Episcopal Church has a, a foundation called Episcopal Relief and Development, and it works very carefully and consciously with, with people all around the world to help with a variety of needs. But one can go onto their website and, and type in water, and you can see the particular ministries and missions where Episcopal Relief and Development, or ERD, is actually helping people to drill wells and build wells and build or build new water purification systems and that's one way um. Some of you know the website Kiva. You can go into Kiva online and 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 see the stories of individuals, many of them women, who are starting little businesses and need help. And so through Kiva online, um, anyone can donate as small as twenty five dollars. And you see the person you're donating to. You're 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 lending money in this amazing way of of, of micro loans and extending support and encouragement. And you get to follow the story of that. That individual with whom've you 've entered into this new kind of business relationship. Um. Closer at home, many of you know the organization Riverkeeper. It's uh, it's one of many that that help us keep an eye on the Hudson and the East River and our own watershed. Um, they advocate in Washington to uh, to suggest the importance of things like the EPA to help us live healthily, healthfully. Um, but they also help closer at home with with days where people pick up trash and um, and help to advocate for the proper um, care for our waterways and um, when Storms come so that we're prepared. There are all sorts of things we can do as individuals. Um, Sometimes when someone reminds me to conserve water, not to leave it running while I'm washing dishes, it's hard for me to imagine how that particular thing helps anybody in, in another part of the world. And it may not do it directly, but it reminds me Oh right, what we have of, of running clean water is, is an amazing luxury. One simply has to travel to another part of the world to be reminded of that. And so when I take care in washing the dishes or, or taking showers or whatever it is I do, I remind myself um, that I'm living in an incredibly privileged place. And I'm called to do what I can to help those who don't have those privileges. In this season of Lent, we're called to bring all of our desires, all of our hungers, and all of our thirsts to place them at the altar of God so that God can heal us, so that God can fill us, so that God can renew us, can quench every thirst. I'm reminded of a great old hymn of the church by Fanny Crosby that uh, some churches sing. I'm not sure we've sung it here or not. But it goes like this, Come with thy sins to the fountain. Come with thy burden of grief. Bury them deep in its waters. There thou wilt find relief. Come as thou art to the fountain. Jesus is waiting for thee. What though thy sins are like crimson, white as the snow they shall be. Come and be healed at the fountain. List to the peace speaking voice over a sinner returning. Now let the angels rejoice. It's old-fashioned language, but it communicates the, the joy of the angels in heaven, the joy of God, God's self, whenever we come closer, uh, bringing our lives, bringing our hopes, bringing our pains, bringing all that we are. Um, may we seek and find the quenching of God's grace this season and always, and may we share it with a thirsty world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.